But one of the services you provide is giving people something to talk about. Let, let them talk. It makes them happy. It makes them feel good. They don't believe half the shit they say. People want to talk. Yeah. It's fun to talk. Hey, DJC Will. I'm in the bullshit business, and evidently you want to bullshit with me. This here podcast is HTD. Hey, hey, what up, though? I'm back in here, back behind the mic, back through y'all speakers, back to give y'all another episode of HTD. As always, man, I'm here to bullshit, talk shit, and give y'all shit. Hey, I'm a, I, I'm a, I seen like last week, I started off the episode with something great that's going on in the city of Atlanta, and why not? Carry it on to this episode. With that, 21 Savage, Atlanta's own, newest comer off the block, Mr. Savage himself. If y'all don't know, 21 Savage released a mixtape last year called Savage Mode, produced by Metro Boomin'. Great mixtape. Great mixtape for the city of Atlanta. And um, dude just went platinum for one of the singles off the off the mixtape. I guess it ain't a single, but one of the songs off the mixtape with that joint X. The song is called X, right? The song called X is featuring Future, another Atlanta, another Atlanta rapper. Speaking, of, but we gotta give it. We gotta give. We gotta take our caps off the uh, Mr. Twenty One Savage. So congratulations to that boy from the city of Atlanta. Speaking of Future. This dude is on a whole, a whole new type of petty. Now, as y'all know, this is a sports podcast somewhat. But um, dude was on the sideline for last week's game. That Seattle Seahawks and uh, Atlanta Falcons game. Now, that's some type of petty. I mean, we all know that Sierra is married to Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson quarterback, the Seattle Seahawks. But... I didn't see no reason for Future to be on the damn sidelines, all right? I didn't see zero reasons other than he's from the city, but he ain't never been on the damn sideline before. But anyway, man, what a weekend it was for the Atlanta Falcons. Going it, keeping it home, let Seattle come to it. Speaking of Savage Mode, how about that boy Matt Ryan? Matthew Ryan, man, I told y'all before I'm not going to give his nickname back until he really impresses me. But how about Matthew Ryan letting Russell Wilson come to the dome and chunk up on 300 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. All last week I was hearing about how Matt Ryan's going to do bad, how he's not going to perform, how he's 1-4 in the playoffs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yet, that means nothing, nothing to me now. Dude is performing on an MVP level. He has been all year. Uh, he had that down game in Kansas City. That's when I revoked his Matty Ice privileges. But dude is performing, man. You got to love it. 
The city of Atlanta got to be jumping. Well, I ain't, I ain't going to even say it got to be jumping because it was jumping when we were playing Saturday. That's the most I've ever – That was that's the most fans I've ever seen in that dome, man, for real. And I've been a fan for quite a bit, all right? I ain't never seen it like that, ever, all right? But that dude got it done for us, man. Hats off to Matt Ryan. Hats off to that defense, that speedy defense that we have. Shout out to Dan Quinn for building that defense. But y'all know that's my team. I'm going to brag and boast about them all the time. It's going to happen. If you haven't listened to the podcast before, it's going to happen, all right? But I do show respect where respect is due. I'm going to give Tom Brady credit. Not even Tom Brady credit, but because they played the Houston Test, they played a great defense. And a lot of people are wondering, why was that game so close? It's the Houston Texans because of the damn defense. Little, little do people know, Texans have a great defense, man. They just can't win games because of what's on the other side of the ball. Let's not, let's not get it wrong now. You we need a you need a team to win games. All right? It's it's a team effort, special teams, defense and offense. All right? And if you don't have a quarterback, they got a 72 million dollar fucking quarterback in Houston. 72 million dollars. I don't know what Matt Ryan making. I know he making up there with him, but they got a 72 million dollar quarterback that cannot get it done for them. Now, I don't know what Houston got planned in the, in the future for them. But they need to get it together while that defense is, is playing like it is. But anyway, uh, the Patriots covered a 16-point spread. That is crazy. That is wild, all right? Patriots got it done. They moving on. Pittsburgh, Kansas City. I get that in a minute. Green Bay going over the damn Dallas Cowboys. Now, at the beginning of that game, I'm like, dude, when are we going to get a good game? Because if y'all, like y'all know, like none of those games last week were good. Atlanta dominated. We knew New England was going to dominate. But I'm like, man, like <sighs> Green Bay went up. They went up big in the first half. And then – like nothing, bro. Like the, you would look at. I was looking at the game. I'm like, why is this game so boring? When is Dallas gonna do something? Blase, blase. And I'm like, oh man. And then that second half started. Something just clicked, clicked. Dallas started moving the ball. They started blitzing Aaron Rodgers a little bit, throwing them off. They moved the ball, moved the ball, moved the ball, tied the ball game up. At 28 all. And then it was tied 31 all. The problem was Dallas loved too many, too much, too many, too much time on the damn clock for Aaron Fleeping Rodgers. And what does he do? First, first and 10. Incomplete pass. Second and 10. Sack, you know, I thought the game was going to overtime. I bet the whole world was looking, especially those Dallas natives. Are we going to overtime now? Sack, third and third and 18, I believe it was, third and 16. 
We're going to overtime. Lo and behold, Aaron Rodgers, the great one, goes out and throw that, I believe it was 53 yards or 35 yards. However long it was, it, it doesn't matter. It put, it put Mason Crosby in field goal range. Put him in field goal range, and uh, y'all know the rest. Green Bay's moving on. What else y'all want from me? All right? Pittsburgh and Kansas City, that game is what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be low scoring. But I will admit when I'm wrong, I'm a grown-ass man. I can tell y'all when I'm wrong, but I hate when I'm wrong. But I was riding with Kansas City on that game. Pittsburgh had to kick six field goals. No matter how you win, as long as you get a damn W. All right, they got the W. I guess Travis Kelsey was a little mad that that uh, Fisher got that little holding penalty, which he was holding James Harrison out of the ass. He was holding him. I don't give a damn how Travis Kelsey look at it, what, what shape, form, what side angle. It was a holding penalty. Right call, but the, but us in the media, I say us because I'm in the media now. Us in the media, we say, oh, that, that shouldn't have been called there. Sometimes ref has a refs has a hard uh a hard judgment making calls when the game is on the line like that, when they were going for two. Yeah, whatever. Let the refs do their damn job. They did the job. They did their job. Now, we get mad when they don't do their job, and then we get mad when they do do their job. Like, we, we, need, we need to pick We need to pick what what we're going to do, all right? We're going to be mad when they do their job or don't be mad when they do their job, when they don't do their job. What, what are we going to do, all right? Travis Kelsey, Fisher got the damn tackle, made the damn hole, move on, you lost, get over it, all right? Moving on. Conference championship round, baby, boys and girls. Oh, I've been waiting on this forever, man. I've been waiting on this for a long time. When I first started this show, September, whatever the fuck it was, September something, man, September something of last year, I had no intentions on being here with y'all recording something about the Atlanta Falcons. I had no intentions. I didn't know. Looking at that schedule, they had them the toughest schedule in the league. End up finished eleven and five, and now they're in the NFC Championship game. Not only are they in the NFC Championship game, they are hosting that motherfucker, man. As y'all can tell, I'm excited, man. I'm excited to have Green Bay come into town. Oh, why are you excited, Jerry? Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams, why are you excited? Why am I excited? Because I really believe, I really believe that Atlanta can pull off this W. Now, hear me out. Hear me out. I believe both offenses will have a spectacular day. Spectacular. All right. I can't even say spectacular and be comfortable saying it, but I, I gotta respect Aaron Rodgers. I gotta respect who he is. But I believe we're gonna we're gonna make it's gonna come down to that key stop, that key moment when whose defense is gonna make that play 
And me personally, this ain't even me being biased. I promise y'all, I put that bias shit beside me right now. But normally, I am biased when it comes to the city of Atlanta. But I put that bias shit beside me. And, well, behind me, I should say. Not beside me, because it was, y'all, y'all get it. But behind me. And I say Atlanta can get this W because I believe that Atlanta, Atlanta's defense is going to make that key stop. And me looking at it, me being a realist, me being a sports fan, if Dallas can put up 31 points up against Green Bay, what can the number one offense in the league do? (laughs) Really, though. And when you look at it, you look at and you compare the two defenses, Denver, not Denver's, but Dallas's and ours, we got a Dan Quinn Bakes defense. Fast, hard hitting, hard hitting safety, know how to tackle, and can cover well. Linebackers can cover, hard hitting safeties. Speed, Lightning McQueen. Speed. All right. It's gonna come down to that to those final to those final seconds, man. Don't leave Aaron Rodgers anytime on that clock. All right. Now, going back, backtracking a little bit. I forgot to mention this when I was talking about that Kansas City Steeler game. Antonio Brown. Now, this is this is where I had this conversation at a couple of days ago. Well, it was yesterday, probably. Yesterday. This is when it hurts you to have a flashy player on your team. This is when it hurts you. Antonio Brown was in the news this week. Antonio Brown was in the news this week. Well, yesterday. Shit. Yesterday because he recorded. This dude was on Facebook Live during or after the game. No big deal, right? No big deal. You in the locker room. You in there with all your boys. You fucking Snapchatting it up. But he was on Facebook Live, and he recorded Mike Tomlin's little rant about the New England Patriots. Now, we all know how I feel about Mike Tomlin. I don't care for the guy too much. I'm with Terry Bradshaw. He's a cheerleader coach. I'm kind of pissed at Terry Bradshaw for taking that shit back. But anyway... He's a chilly to coach. I never cared for the guy. Do the hair to the great team. Mm, win a championship. All right. Happy for you. But he recorded a little Mike Tomlin spiel. This is when having a flashy player goes against you. Now, everybody loves Antonio Brown. Everybody loves OBJ. But those guys are flashy. They are going to bring attention to your team. They're going to bring that unwanted noise to your team, i.e. boat incident two weeks ago. Now we got Antonio Brown in news for this bullshit. All right? Would that be, in a, would that be a distraction to them? I don't know. I don't know. I personally think it will be. I personally think it will be a distraction to him just a little bit. But we're going to see how he performs on Sunday night. Is he going to get over it or what? I know media is down his throat at trying to get to him and all this other crap, but we'll see how Antonio Brown tones it out. I don't know Antonio Brown like that, but we all know OBJ. It would have got an OBJ head yesterday. 
Now, moving on to this conference championship game, this ALC championship game. Now, everybody knows me. Everybody knows that Tom Brady's my favorite quarterback. Yes, I love Matt Ryan. I love Matthew Ryan. That's my quarterback. That's my quarterback, all right? I love the dude dearly. But we all know Tom Brady's my favorite quarterback. I love that guy just as much. And the Pittsburgh Steelers are coming to them. Who do I like in this matchup? Well, if you look at it, Tom Brady's rock grunt. That's it. Defense is the defense. Bill Belichick's going to figure something out. How to contain Le'Veon Bell. I know I bring this up a lot, how to contain Le'Veon Bell. I know it's damn near impossible. But I really feel like, excuse me, I really feel like Bill Belichick, not, yeah, Bill Belichick can figure out how to contain him, how to contain him a little bit. I feel like they're gonna do numbers on AB. They're gonna double him up. Probably man on man. Safety up over the top. All right, probably. I don't know. I'm not a defensive coordinator. I'm just I'm just talking, all right? I'm just behind the mic through your speakers. So you ain't gotta believe me. But I believe they're gonna double. Antonio Brown when it, when it comes down to it. But me looking at it, I'm going to ride with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm riding with the Pittsburgh Steelers because I believe they're going to overcome this little noise that they had, that they got going on right now. I believe that's going to be a, a fueling point for them. I believe it's going to uplift them. I believe that Mike Tomlin is going to say something, some bullshit to them, and it's going to uplift them, all right? It's going to bring them to a new height. Enough height to beat Tom Brady, all right? So I'm riding with the Steelers and the Falcons. Super Bowl 51, Houston, Texas. All right? That's pretty much all I got. No, it ain't all I got. I lied. Last night, <laughs> NBA, MLK games. Cleveland goes to Golden State. Golden State, the best team in the league right now, record-wise. LeBron James coming down the court like a full-blown locomotive like, like he is. Draymond Green swipes at the ball. Shoulder hits him in. Draymond Green shoulder hits LeBron James in the chin. LeBron James fall out like the, like the person he is. He falls out. Oh, Stop Stop everything. Whistles everywhere. And I hear Chris Webber in the background. Come on, man. You flopping. You flopping. That was not a hard foul. I don't know why the refs are looking at it. Blase, blase. Draymond Green looking at the crowd, and he's doing his flopping motion, telling the crowd that LeBron's flopping. So? What, what what you want him to do? That dude don't get the calls that he want. Let him let him let him. Ha he works for his calls. And then you got Draymond Green acting like a fucking two year old, going over there waving his hands like he's like he's fucking mocking LeBron or whatever whatever it is. So people hit me up. 
Oh, LeBron James is the best player in the league. He shouldn't have to do that. I hate that he does that. So, if he's the best player in the league, get that dude some calls when he's coming down the lane and he's getting hacked. Get that dude some calls. So what Draymond Green got a flagrant one? We all know what type of player Draymond Green is. And with that being said, Draymond Green should know the type of player that the league thinks he is. He should know that he shouldn't do certain things. Instead, he want to try to do some bullshit to LeBron James. I just don't understand the logic there. Somebody please help me understand this. Please. Because if you, me, I don't think LeBron was in the wrong at all. I don't, I don't even personally think he really flopped because I really do think it was a hard call, a hard foul. But who am I? I'm just the motherfucker behind the mic through y'all speakers, man. And with that being said, man, I'm out of here because I'm here to bullshit, talk shit, and give y'all motherfucking shit. Y'all stay up, though. Until next time, peace.